Chapter 1. How to Agree To have a beautiful mind, you must genuinely seek to find points of agreement with the person to whom you are talking. Surprisingly, this is the most difficult aspect of all. It is so difficult because the agreement must be genuine and not just sycophantic pretense. It is difficult because the motivation to do this is contrary to most people's natural inclinations. We can look at two extremes of agreement and disagreement. You are so right. I agree with everything you say. I completely agree with you. Absolutely right. I agree 100%. If you agree with everything, there is not much of a discussion, not much of a conversation, and not much of an exchange of views. The other person might as well be giving a lecture. Nice as it may sound, your contribution is not very significant. Then there is the other extreme. Yes, but I totally disagree. You are wrong there. That is not so. This is the person who makes a point of disagreeing with everything that is said. This highly argumentative person seeks to demonstrate superiority through disagreement. Too often, academics or highly educated people behave in this manner because they have been encouraged to do so. This type of mind is intensely irritating and is far from being a beautiful mind. You need to be somewhere between these two extremes. You do not have to agree with everything. You should not disagree with everything. The need to be right. This is very much tied up with the ego. An argument is a battle between egos. When you agree, you seem to be submitting to the other point of view. So you lose. When you disagree, you are asserting your ego and indicating that you may be superior. All this is reinforced by the emphasis on argument and debate in school and also in society, whether in government, the law courts, or the media. In government, for instance, an opposition party will often seek to disagree with those in power, whatever the circumstances. Most people are now coming to see this as extremely silly. If you insist on always winning an argument, you end up with nothing more than you started with, except showing off your arguing ability. When you lose an argument, you may well have gained a new point of view. Being right all the time is not the most important thing in the world, and it is certainly not very beautiful. A discussion should be a genuine attempt to explore a subject, rather than a battle between competing egos. The Logic Bubble I created the term logic bubble in a previous book. When someone does something you do not like, or with which you do not agree, it is easy to label that person as stupid, ignorant, or malevolent. But that person may be acting logically within his or her logic bubble. That bubble is made up of the perceptions, values, needs, and experience of that person. If you make a real effort to see inside that bubble, and to see where that person is coming from, you usually see the logic of that person's position. In the School Programme for Teaching Thinking, C-O-R-T, Cognitive Research Trust Programme, there are tools which broaden perception so the thinker sees a wider picture and acts accordingly. One of these tools is OPV, which encourages the thinker to see the other person's point of view. We have numerous examples where a serious fight came to a sudden end 
when the combatants, who had learned the methods, decided to do an OPV on each other, a very similar process to understanding the logic bubble of the other party. Special circumstances. This is the major way in which disagreement can be turned into agreement. Someone makes a statement with which you immediately disagree. For example, women believe in psychics and fortune tellers more than men do. Your instant reaction is that this is untrue. It may be that women have more fun with fortune tellers, even if they do not believe in them. Women with somewhat dull lives may enjoy the new events offered. In the past, women did not always have full control over their lives, so they had to wait for things to happen to them, and the fortune teller would suggest events or incidents. When women had no political or military status, their only source of power was the occult. This meant that they developed the areas of sorcery and witchcraft because these gave power.